Artificial intelligence is going to destroy the world, or at least that's what its critics are afraid of. Supporters say it could change everything for the better. Whichever side of the fence you're on, one thing is for sure, AI is here to stay. So how can we engage with it in a way that prepares us and our young people for the future? I'm Megan Murphy, Global Executive Director of ICGS, and this is On Educating Girls Shorts, a new audio offering from the coalition that doesn't replace the podcast, but provides practical tips and advice in short, easily digestible formats. Firstly, it's important to remember that AI is absolutely nothing new. It's already all around us, helping us in immeasurable ways each and every day. The squiggly line, for example, under your typo, AI. Your map app guiding you to your destination, AI. The algorithms helping you find what you're looking for online each and every time you browse, that's AI too. Your bank's already using uh, AI for things like uh, security, cybersecurity, voice recognition for the approval of of transactions, etc. We're seeing it in medicine for breast cancer detection, for AI-enhanced diagnosis. We see it for tracking poachers. Uh, we see it for tracking honeybee migrations for agriculture. It's, there's, it's something that's permeating absolutely everywhere. That was Robert Dodds, the head of innovation at Methodist Ladies College in Perth, Australia. In addition to all of the uses mentioned just now, another thing AI does is it makes the world more inclusive. AI generates subtitles on videos and movies so that users can access their meaning. Language models like BARD and ChatGPT can enable those whose first language is not English, for example, to polish their grammar, helping to level the playing field. But how can we ensure that this groundbreaking tool isn't used unfairly? AI, after all, isn't inherently bad or good, It merely does what it's asked to do by the people designing and using it. Robert Dodds reckons that what is going to save us from artificial intelligence is the very thing that sets us apart from it, our humanity. We're living in a time right now where technology is changing at a completely unprecedented rate. So what we need to do is we need to not be led by the tail, I guess, by the tool itself. We know what we want to do. We know good education as teachers. We know what our students need. We know how to get them engaged, how to get them really passionate about something, how to make sure they're gaining the skills. So when we look at this, the one thing that's not going to change at that same rate is our values. So if we anchor our decisions on the values, then it doesn't matter what the technology is. Dr. Chris Deedy, a researcher and professor at Harvard Graduate School of Education, agrees with this focus on our values, on what makes us human. He says that AI is a brain without a mind, and that any human being is able to have feelings and a sense of moral and ethical judgment, while AI does not. It is not able to plan or think the way that we do, nor can it reevaluate a conclusion after a new understanding and broader experiences are gained. And intellectual humility is far beyond its scope. As Jess Hill, head of the Harpeth Hall School in Nashville, USA, 
wrote in her post about AI on the ICGS blog, it does not signify the end of in-person teaching. It actually calls upon us to more fully acknowledge the value of creative thought, nuanced discussion, and personalized support in educating and mentoring girls and young women. Good teaching is not just about imparting knowledge, but it's also about inspiring growth and curiosity. Anyone who's been paying attention for the last few months uh, has been seeing headlines like this, especially in education. Uh, The thesis has been students are going to be using chat GPT and other forms of AI to cheat, do their assignments, they're not going to learn, and it's going to completely undermine education as we know it. Now, what I'm going to argue today is not only are there ways to mitigate all of that, if we put the right guardrails, we do the right things, we can mitigate it, but I think we're at the cusp of using AI for probably the biggest positive transformation that education has ever seen. And the way we're going to do that is by giving every student on the planet an artificially intelligent but amazing personal tutor, and we're going to give every teacher on the planet an amazing, artificially intelligent teaching assistant. That was Sal Khan, the founder and CEO of Khan Academy, a nonprofit educational organization that provides online tools from his TED Talk entitled How AI Could Save, Not Destroy Education. While there has been a lot of chatter about students using AI, he highlights the other side of the coin, that teachers can use it too, and even together with their students with absolutely brilliant results. Robert Dodds gives us an inspiring example. One of my roles at Methodist Ladies College as head of innovation, I have a co-curricular group called the Minecraft Innovators Club. We had a a little girl who came up to me and said, Mr. Dodds, uh, I'm building my rocket. We were building missions to Mars. It's all engineering principles. And she said, I want to put in uh, some information for the astronauts in case something goes wrong on the flight. So I thought, well, okay, we can put a, a screen up. We can put, you know, import the picture, put that on there. Where do you want to put it? She went, astronauts wouldn't have a picture, Mr. Dodds. They'd have an app, but I don't know how to make an app. So, okay, we sat down and we opened up her device and we just got her to tell us, what would this actually tell the astronauts? We got that written down. We put it into prompt GPT and we said, as an expert coder, design an app in Python which will follow the rules below. And within a few seconds, we had a runnable Python code that allowed this girl, who has now designed in year two, her first app. So a really wonderful way of extending the the imagination, the, the capability, the, the real life aspect of learning for students. And with this new rich way of blended learning, surely it makes sense to adapt our ways of assessment too. As my friend Jess Hill writes in her blog, quote, if our highest form of assessing intelligence is a standardized test, well, AI will win almost every time. But if we acknowledge that experiential and collaborative learning and formative assessment are the most effective in engaging forms of teaching and learning and assessing, then we will develop capabilities in our students that AI can't touch. We will develop students with good judgment and empathy and a nuanced understanding of problem solving in unique real-world circumstances. We've heard a lot about how teachers can guide their students when it comes to engaging with AI. 
But what is the role of other trusted adults, including parents? Let's hear from Robert Dodds again. You don't have to be the expert. Let your child be the expert. Ask questions, listen, and just watch. You are at the side to assist. And what you can bring in there is what they don't have, which is the experience and maturity. So you can have a look at what they're doing, see where there might potentially be consequences. They'll help you gain the skills and the understanding of how it can be used. And you'll help them to temper that from a safety point of view. Liz Joyce, a clinical social worker and school counselor at Neshoba Brooks School in Massachusetts, agrees with the idea of parents taking more of a backseat to play a supportive role to allow their daughters the space to develop their own solutions. It's skill building. A parent here actually years ago once said, I seek to prepare my child for the path, not the path for my child. I think the downside to, you know, bubble wrapping our children or preparing the path for our children is that we're not always going to be there literally or figuratively. And so if we're not preparing them with the skills and the tools that they need to handle the expected or the unexpected, then we're not actually doing our jobs. Looking ahead, the sensible and hopeful way forward seems to be to renew our focus on our human characteristics, on our community, on our inherent creativity to harness AI for the greater good in education and in life. Thank you so much for tuning in to our short series, where we round up the best nuggets from previous guests on the podcast on Educating Girls, produced by the International Coalition of Girls Schools. If you liked this, I think that you'll love our full episodes of our podcast, where listeners are offered resources, language, tips, and programs for educating and empowering young women by those who educate, work with, and understand girls. If you like this podcast, please give us a five-star rating. And for more information, please visit us at girlschools.org.